All right, Darren, here we go. Episode one of the Always Loyal Podcast. What's coming up on this episode? Jordan, it's the first Always Loyal Podcast ever. Who are we? What are we doing? What are we hoping to accomplish with the Always Loyal Podcast? We'll get into that. Plus, the chairman of your San Diego Loyal Soccer Club, Andrew Basiliatis, stops by to tell us what's in store for 2022. Very good. Let's dive into it. Let's in Oh, so excited for the future. I think this is exactly, Jordan, what you and I are built for. So many years podcasting, talking about soccer here in Southern California in San Diego. What could be better than this on a weekly basis delivering the Always Loyal podcast? Got to say thank you very much to the club for continuing to believe in us. We believe in them. Thank you to Andrew Vasiliadis, Ricardo Campos, Travis, Chief Marketing Officer, can't thank those guys enough for helping us create this idea of delivering the story of San Diego Loyal on a week-in, week-out basis. What can you expect from the Always Loyal podcast? Well, Jordan, it's going to be a lot of the stuff that you and I have been doing in podcast form, Match Day Live, but here, just an opportunity to work with the club to go a little bit deeper on some of the stories, I think, that SD Loyal supporters would really enjoy hearing here in podcast form. Yeah, Darren, there's a lot of pros to doing a pre and a post-match show. Uh, you get the opportunities to take shots of tequila with Alejandro Guido. You have the chance to pop champagne with the mayor. We had a lot, a lot of fun with Match Day Live, but clearly this is going to be a lot different. You're a little bit limited in that, in that setup when you're doing in a pre and a post show, and it's not a complaint, but if there is a huge topic during the week that you want to discuss and then you're doing a post-match show, you're kind of forced to talk about what just happened there in the 90 minutes. So the difference for us, and I think something that really excites both Darren and I, is the opportunity to dig deeper into those stories that do come up during the week. And there's plenty of those stories that do come up, from player decisions to coaches' decisions to the announcement of Tory Green coming to San Diego for the first time. Like We will have the opportunity to chat with some of these reps from Charlie and dig very deep into the relationship that is now building between San Diego and Charlie. So we wanted to be able to dig a little bit deeper this upcoming season. We wanted to do a weekly podcast. It's right in our wheelhouse. Our goal is to tell you the story of the 2022 season in a bigger and really a better way than what we've been able to do. You combine some inside access, some interviews, and some limited analysis. I think we have a very fun project. Absolutely. And part of the story of the club are the people who are listening to podcasts like this. Part of the story of the club is the supporters groups from the locals, Chavos de Loyal, Rainbow Loyal as well. So that's part of it. That's what a soccer club is all about. Jordan Match Day Live was phenomenal, uh, especially that first season, you and I, there behind closed doors. One of the most rewarding things I've done in recent memory in my career, us having that opportunity to be in a place to deliver what it was, what was going on was truly, it was rewarding at a time for me personally, professionally, right? You know, that, that made the most sense that, that this business has delivered in quite a while. So I loved every single second of it. And we love our connection and relationship with this club. And this will be Jordan and myself doing it, delivering it, talking about the matches, talking about the things that are important if you're an SD loyal supporter. And, and no better way to kick it off than speaking with the chairman of the club, who he himself, I'm sure as most people know, has an amazing story. You know, Andrew Vasiliadis' story of how he came to be the chairman of San Diego Loyal has 
dad, the son of, of Greek immigrants, his dad himself sacrificing a pro soccer career to create a better life for his family, for his children, and Andrew honoring his father, his father's legacy through San Diego Loyal. That's an amazing story. And that's just one of the many stories that we'll be telling here on the Always Loyal podcast. Yeah, when we were thinking of who we wanted to speak with on the very first episode, there was an obvious answer and it did not take us very long. Andrew Vasiliadis is who we wanted to chat with, the owner, the chairman of the club, plenty of different things to discuss with Andrew. And we did just that. We talked about Landon Donovan's off season. We talk about the expectations for the upcoming year. We talk about Tory Green kits. We talk about being the impact club of the year in USL. Also, we have some very fun rapid fire questions that we send to Andrew at the very end. Uh, one of those questions I think is a brilliant one by Darren. Which player would he trust most babysitting his new son, Arlo? <laughs> it's really good. Andrew Vasiliadis joins us next. <laughs> First ever guest on the Always Loyal podcast. He is the owner and chairman of San Diego Loyal. He is Andrew Vasiliadis. Usually he's doing interviews with Forbes. Now he's <laughs> now he's stuck with us. What a letdown that must be. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Always that. Loyal podcast. Thank you very much for having me. The Forbes thing was such a trip, by the way. Like I never thought I'd, anybody would ever want to speak to me from there. So. Glad to do it. Don't expect that to happen often. <laughs> I, I love, too, the way Forbes described you, Andrew, the smart and motivated Andrew Vasiliadis, who really loves soccer. You must have loved that about Forbes, just being described that way on those hallowed pages. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And it was, it was fun walking somebody through the different scenarios that are out there. You know, what's in front of us? He, he was a great interviewer, but his soccer knowledge, and he would probably admit this, was not you know, very high. So being able to have an introductory discussion with somebody and talk to them about what we're trying to do here, what the possibilities are, big picture. Um, it was a great article. I enjoyed it. I'm smart and motivated. I'm going to steal that. I need to add that to my resume. I think that's, that's good. Andrew, what is the most common question you've been asked this off season? What question are you just sick of being asked? I'm not sick of being asked it. Uh, it's Tory Green. That's the question that I've gotten the most from the fans. When are we going to see Tory Green? And to be able to say one that it's coming, and two that you're going to see it very soon, um, is exciting. Um, so, so not a question I I, uh, I shy away from taking. And we will see it too. By the way, tell us about the new partnership. This is exciting. You've had a lot of exciting off-season maneuvers that we can discuss here today, from Landon Donovan, different player signings, etc., getting set for season number three. But tell us about a new kit partner. Tell us about the relationship with Charlie. Yeah. First, I want to start by by recognizing Adidas. Um, we're recording this on a Saturday, and we actually have a big sale going on in the store this afternoon um, uh, with all our Adidas gear. The relationship with Adidas was great, um, but we were looking to do some more customization uh, in our kits um, to really deliver something that was unique to San Diego um, and unique to our team. Um, unfortunately, last year, Orange County replicated the same Adidas kit that we were wearing and, and was pretty much wearing the same exact thing. 
Um, so we wanted to figure out a way to do something different. But at the same time, it was very important for me when we watched the, launched the club um, that we went with a big brand. And I don't want to say Charlie's not a big brand. They're up and coming. Um, but when we wanted to look away from Adidas and we wanted to get towards customizations, you start looking at these other smaller brands that can do customizations, but maybe don't have the same impact that a Nike or a Puma, especially when you see, you know, the league has a deal with Puma and you're starting to see more USL championship teams go that route. Um, so we started looking at these other companies and yes, you'd see some cool kits, but it just didn't hit home. Like it, you didn't feel like it was the right connection with San Diego Loyal. Um, and then we said, well, what about Charlie? And really, I'm naive myself at that point. Like I, I know they dress some teams in Mexico, but I really hadn't done any research. Um, so we started diving into who they were and what they've done. Um, obviously, there's customization in the work that they've done. Um, and then we had our first meeting with, with the folks from Charlie. It was then that I saw that there was going to be a meetings in the minds. Um, it, the timing was right. The things that they're trying to do by getting outside the market of Mexico um, and wanting to be in the United States, um, it just started lining up. Um, and I said this to our executive team this week, actually, um, post the announcement. This was the first, in my opinion, and it's not a slide on anything we've done, but it was the first big launch that we've had that I felt like we didn't have to handhold people through and explain like, oh, why did you do it this way? Why is, you know, from the name, from the crest, from things that we launched, I felt we had to do a lot of work to get the people to understand why we were doing it. When we announced Charlie and we started explaining the relationship and the things that, why it made sense, the reaction was, this is, this is it. This is the direction that I want to see my club take. And that was gratifying, not only for myself, but for the team, right? Anytime we could get a win where the community says, yes, I love what you're doing. Um, it was a home run. Um, so kind of to highlight a couple things, we will be the only team in, in the United States wearing Charlie uh, this coming season in 2022. Um, they obviously can't go after MLS because they have an exclusive deal with Adidas. Uh, but after 2022, they're going to look uh, to other USL championship clubs as well. Um, we've actually uh, got some phone calls this week. Ricardo told me a club from Brazil and another South American club have called to uh, get connected to Charlie. Hmm. Um, so the relationship is great both ways. Um, one of the things that I said on a recent podcast, this is only been spoken about. We haven't planned anything. Um, but could we do some preseason tours with the other Charlie teams from Liga MX, right? One of the things is uh, that I feel is the American soccer fan, they know Chivas, they know Pumas, they know Guadalajara. Like, that's what they know as far as Liga MX. They don't know the Cholos, the Carretero, um, the Leones, these other Charlie-branded teams. And those teams in Mexico want to establish their brands in the United States. So could we bring two or three of them up to San Diego and host a little tournament? Could we go down there? Um, uh, Charlie's factory is in the Leon. Could we go check out their stuff, do a preseason game against Leon? Um, the opportunities were just boundless in both directions. And so it was just a perfect fit. Absolutely. And, and we'll see two Charlie clubs playing at Torero Stadium, right, with Cholos yeah. and San Diego Loyal. But just to follow up on that, Andrew, what does that mean to you, this groundbreaking club, right, that we've, we've all gotten to know over the last couple of years? What does that mean to you to be the first club and, and certainly not going to be the last club to represent Charlie in the United States? I think it's huge. Um, and, it, and again, I just talked about the community saying, yes, this is the right fit. It was Charlie saying, yes, this is the right fit. 
they've been approached before by other USL teams, from my understanding. Um, and Charlie had said no because it, it wasn't aligning with what they were trying to do. Um, and they saw what we did at the end of 2020. They see what we're building with the roster, with what Landon Donovan has done with the squad. Um, and they said, this is, this is the club that we want to launch this with. Um, that means a tremendous amount to me. Andrew, one of the other uh, big topics this offseason was Landon Donovan. Now that we are through the news that he has signed up for another year, was there, can you tell us, was there ever a moment where you thought Landon Donovan was not going to be the head coach for Loyal in the upcoming season? Did it ever get that close? Let me start by saying this. Um, we have a very transparent relationship, Landon and I. Um, and the minute something like this comes across his radar, he is very open with me about it. Um, that doesn't mean that he's telling, you know, everybody from the coaching staff, you know, down what's going on. Um, he lets people in as they need to know. Um, but he knows how important that information is to me. Um, we knew from Jump Street that if Landon was successful, that people were going to come calling. Okay, we almost make the playoffs in year one. We definitely make the playoffs in year two. And not only that, I think what people are seeing is they're seeing a play style that's unique to USL championship. Um, not, I don't want to say solely unique, but I think we play in a way that is not the norm in our league. I'll say it that way. Um, and scouts and coaching staffs and owners and other, you know, in MLS and other places are seeing that. Um, it was very important to me that, that we have him at least for the first three years, right? We've branded this thing, San Diego loyal. Um, we, we had to, we, I want, like I said, I want to be taken seriously. I want to be shown uh, uh, as a contender here in San Diego. And if Landon was to be here one year and, and go somewhere else, we would have celebrated that, but it would have been tough to swallow, right? Um, now we're into year three. And throughout each season, I have learned more and more what he's looking to do. He wants to be challenged. He wants to continue to grow. And as long as I show him the path that we're trying to do that here in San Diego, um, he's very happy, happy and content to be here. Um, to answer your question now, yes, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say there was a po point where I was scared he was going to leave, um, but there was a point where it was very serious. It was very serious. Um, there have been a couple teams. I don't want to get too into it because I don't know how much he wants me to talk about this, but there's a couple teams that have called and he, and right away it was a thank you very much. I'll consider it. He considers it and he's moved on, right? There have been two that have gone to interview stages, right? And this one that happened this season, the Real Salt Lake one, it was a couple interview stages and it was taken very seriously. Um, and I want to say this too. He has my full support. I will never try to stand in his way of, of moving on. I will make the case of why I think what we're doing here is a reason to stay. Um, but if somebody came calling and it was the right fit for Landon and that it, it was his choice to move on, then so be it. Um, again, I, I would look at it, especially now after three seasons, if it were to happen, it's just another great story like a player, right? A player going through our system, moving on to doing greater things. Um, what I'm dedicated to doing to not only land in the coaching staff, but the players as well is providing the path that there isn't somewhere greater than here, right? We have to make this the most desirable place to be. Um, and so as long, like I said, as long as I'm showing land in that growth, he's very happy and content to be here. I don't have to sell him on San Diego. That's not a problem. His family loves it here. His <laughs> wife is from here. Um, but he wants, he's a competitive guy and he wants the opportunity to succeed at high levels. Um, and, and that's, 
you know, to talk about 2022 really quickly, um, his soccer operations budget went up by a lot. We don't have to talk about the number, but it went up a lot. Um, and I'm challenged, he, you know, he, he had said a couple times in the media last year, I wasn't very happy when he did it. Um, you know, I don't have the money. I don't have the guys to compete at the highest level. Um, when we had our, our meeting this year about his soccer ops budget, um, I think he thought it was going to be a no negotiation. He told me his number. I said, you got it. Now go fucking prove it, right? You have everything you need financially that you said you wanted. Now put the roster together and go show me. And, and I think he's accepted the challenge and that he looks forward to proving me wrong. What was the big, right. what <laughs> was the biggest focus? Like what, what needs to be improved upon the most on the field now that there's a bigger budget and there's, I'm sure expectations are going to climb with that. What, what did you need to improve most? I think it goes back to play style, right? Um, we have a very demanding play style. And if you don't have the pieces that fit the system properly, it can be difficult to play in. Um, I think in year one, um, there was a time in the season where I went to the coaching staff and I, I said to Landon, I don't think I said it's Nate. I said, is the system too complex for the group, for the quality of the players that we have? I um, mean, there was pushback and I don't remember how the conversation, conversation <laughs> ended. Um, but really, if we want to play a high attacking style that demands the most, especially out of midfielders on the wings, flying up and down the field, um, there's, there's, a, there's a quality of player that we have to go after. Um, there's a reason why we were at the top of the list uh, for percentage of, of completed passes last year. That has to do with the quality of the player behind that pass, a guy like Josh Yarrow. Um, so we need to maintain that and then provide depth behind it. Um, first season was an anomaly, right? Short season, you don't really know how guys are going to be affected. Last year was a little bit more like a traditional season, and you saw towards the end of the year, we started to burn out at certain positions towards the end. And then, you know, God bless the guys behind them, but the quality of player just isn't the same, right? So if we want to, to put a product on the field that is not only winning, but entertaining, we needed to, to make some advancements uh, in that budget. And it wasn't, let me also say this, it wasn't just on the player side. Um, Landon's really committed to his coaching staff. And he wants not only security for himself, but security for the, for the people that are with him. Um, so we not only helped the budget a little bit, we also helped out some staff on that side and showed them that we were committed to them as well. So there's a little of both on that. Well, Andrew, let me uh, pivot a little bit. You know, the product on the field being what it is and the investment clearly that you guys are making in the off season. Um, improvement from season one to season two, from a contender to a playoff team. Obviously, we hope it takes the next logical step. But away from the field, you guys were recognized by the USL, the Impact Club of the Year, community engagement. So we, we see what you're doing on the field. We see the dedication to it. We see the commitment to it. I'd love to know, you know how you, you view the role of Loyal away from the pitch as well, especially being recognized and how you take that to the next step. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up. So Impact Club of the Year, um, that's the big one. Um, that You win that award by the cumulative score of all the other awards that you're, you're up for. It's not fan voted or popularity vote. It's how well did you do um, in these categories. So Impact uh, Club was huge. Impact player and Colin, uh, Colin Martin was huge as well. Um, what he's done to build not only his own brand, but our, but our brand on top of it has been immense. Um, but that's, that to me is the beautiful game when people say that word, right? What you could do on the field is amazing, but what you can do through the game of soccer off the field is tremendous, 
Um, we can't win those awards next year. You can't win them back to back. One of the things I'm most excited about is who, who's it going to be? Is it Oakland? Is it somebody else? Like what I hope the other teams in our league sees is this great community work and it forces them to step, step up to have to do the same thing. Um, so scoring goals is a tremendous thing. Lifting a trophy will be a tremendous thing. But if we can make a lasting memory in our community through the work that we do off the field, whether it's through military appreciation or the community outreach in 1886 or, you know, uh, uh, Leal Senoros, um, building on that and making a lasting impact that goes beyond winning a soccer match is huge, absolutely huge. Um, and to be honest, it's the responsibility. Yeah, it is the responsibility of every, in my opinion, of every sports team to do that. People pay their hard-earned money to spend on your entertainment. The least you can do is give back to them and help their communities be better um, so that they remember why going to that game was so much fun. You have so much to look forward to in this regard, right? In, in this space, you mentioned a couple of them as well from select. Is there, is there one thing that you, you know, you really are excited about here heading into season number three away from the field, whether it's Leal Sin Muros or, or loyal select is, you know, it, it's difficult. I realized to just pick one, but is, yeah. is there one aspect of that here that, you know, you really are super stoked to just see the growth here heading into a third season? Um, yeah. All, like you said, all of them, um, I think we underperformed a little bit on delivering to some of our partners in that space last year. So really the key to my team this year is deliver. You know, we've ele elevated Shannon Millen um, as, as our community outreach uh, person. Um, so deliver is huge to me this year. Um, our relationship with pride is tremendous to me. Um, not having just a dedicated day to them, but providing that section to them throughout the season. Um, you're going to see a, an enhanced relationship with them, especially at San Diego Pride uh, on the weekend. We're going to be very involved with their athletes alley um, down there. Um, so that's huge for me. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, we could go through each one and talk about how, how important they are. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, it's, it's, you know, like I said, it's, it's, it's a difficult question because it's almost impossible to pare it down to one, but you guys, <laughs> obviously, you know, the work that you're doing, it speaks for itself when you receive the type of recognition that you do. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you for bringing that up. I appreciate it. Andrew, we're, uh, we're running out of time here, but Darren and I did prepare some rapid fire questions for you. Oh boy. Yeah. So these are just going to be fun, quick. And who knows, we might try to sneak a few past you. We'll see. Stay on your toes. Stay on your toes. Be prepared for this. Darren, would you like to lead us off? Sure. Um, we Should we just go back and forth here like we're playing tennis? Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Like you know, a couple of words, a sentence, Andrew. We know you're an amazing speaker. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll ask you about players or coaches, you know, people that we're used to here, names that we know here. Who's the player or coach? You're a new dad. Uh, Arlo is your son. Tell us, yeah. who would you trust your son with, player or a coach that you would trust to babysit your son? Oh, that is a great question. That is a great question. It's got to – I'm going to go players. I'm going to take the coaching staff out of it. Uh, it's got to be Sal. <laughs> he just has the most experience with children, right. right? Like, I'm trying to think who's who's got the most children. I, You know – I don't know the answer. How many children does Sal have? He has three or four, I think. Okay. Oh, then he knows <laughs> what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but I would probably say um, if it wasn't an already dad, uh, Elijah. I think Elijah is going to be a great father. I think that's, that's a really nice compliment. 
what player or coach would you trust to design a kit for an entire season? Whatever Ooh. they come up with, you have to wear for an entire year. Who do you trust? Charlie. Charlie He's Adams. Fashion icon, yeah. Charlie Adams, yeah. right there. Yeah. Well dressed yeah. guy. Okay. Yeah. And and seems to <laughs> seems to be aware too of how other people dress yes. in conversations with him. He definitely noticed who's, you know, who's taking the day off when they show up. Which player here? You're you're a former player, you've coached. Which yeah. which player is there one that reminds you of your style of play? <laughs> um yeah i mean i was a right winger that had a pretty good motor so i'd have to say metcalf um i don't think i'm as good as a defender as he was but that was my job to just tear down the right side of the field and cross balls in so metcalf for sure and that's where you gravitate then, towards when you're watching are you paying specific oh, attention absolutely. Yeah. and then i would say the goalkeepers because after my on the field days playing i was a goalkeeper so you know i love anthony's length that, you know, reminds me of my gangly arms. Um, but I love Austin's demeanor and the way he, um, the way he commands from the back. I love goalkeepers that are vocal, but not like wasting their voice. You know, they're impactful when they're speaking and they're demanding the mo most out of guys in front of them. All right. So there's an extra spotlight on those two positions. Which player or coach would you most want to go on vacation with? <laughs> oh, man. Again, I'd have to pick Ant. I think he would be a lot of fun to go on vacation with. But I think there's something about Jack Blake that I feel like I'd have a lot of fun with Blakey. We'd get into some trouble, I feel like. Oh, that's good. That's a good answer. He's got a couple stories, that Jack Blake. If you were having a dinner party, Andrew, which player would you trust to bring the wine? Call it Martin. Really? Oh, uh, no. No, Guido. Guido, for sure. If we're going fine dining and I want somebody to bring the proper wine, it's him. Right. You know, you have a nice dinner, you have it being brought in, you know, yeah. chef, the whole shooting match here, the player who you trust most would be, would be Guido. Yeah, absolutely. Those are thing or two about wine, wine pairs. I was going to say, if you follow on Instagram, it's like 90% him eating in LA. So, or Tijuana <laughs> and it all looks good. So delicious. Which player or coach would you trust to cook that dinner? Oh, well, we, I don't know if you guys saw, I think we released the video of it last year, uh, but I would say Austin, Austin. Yeah. Guido too. But we did a little, we did a little food segment with Sam, the cooking guy last year. And we broke up into two teams of like three or four guys cooking and God, there were some nightmare things going on, but there were a couple guys who knew what they were doing. So Austin and, and Guido again would be my answer. All right. My final one would be uh, Andrew. You find yourself in a dark alley and here come a couple of hooligans from Phoenix rising. Which player do you want by your side? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a great question. Um, allowed to answer that question? <laughs> I, I'll answer it. I'll answer it. Yeah, I think it's. I think even though I think he's going to be a tremendous dad, I think I want the dog in Elijah Barton. I want the fight in Elijah. You know, I think he'd throw down with me. I love a lot, it. Of, a lot of love for <laughs> Elijah. All right, my final question: Which player or coach would you most want to DJ with? <laughs> Ah, oh, wow. Austin's the DJ of the team. Um, You're sharing a stage with this person. Yeah, 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 yeah. Golly. That's a great question. Um, you know what? I haven't met him yet or had a long enough conversation with him yet 
but because he's a Brit, there's some probably good drum and bass and some techno in his background. So I'll go Kyle Vassell. Go Kyle Vassell. And at worst, he can just hulk up in front of everybody <laughs> and just be, be my body for the weekend. You know? <laughs> he has good stage presence. Yeah. Put a big chain on him. Great. Very good. Thank you for putting up with us, Andrew. Yeah. You be, be my hype man. Yeah. yeah. Andrew, right. we look forward to, uh, to telling the story of San Diego loyal here through this podcast. So uh, thank you for, for giving us the keys to this vehicle to, to help share all the great things that you guys got going on, on and off the pitch. Yeah. And I know you're going to have some wonderful guests on, but please don't hesitate to bring me back. There's going to be some wonderful things throughout the year we're going to do. Um, yeah. I won't say more than that, but we got a lot to talk about this year. Great stuff. That was fun. Thank you guys. Phoenix uh, getting away a little bit from there. Back and forth rotation. There is Blank. Back of the net. Long range again for Jack Blake. Jack Blake, we talked about him already. He can shoot from distance and Wayne's a little too late to step to him, gives him the opportunity. You let Jack Blake have the half a window. He is going to take that chance. It's an incredible finish by Blake. All right. A very fun way to kick off this podcast. Andrew Vasiliadis on the Always Loyal podcast. Really good stuff there. Andrew talking about Landon Donovan's offseason, the budget change for the upcoming year, the Tory Green kits. Really good stuff. I like it, too. When he talked about increasing the budget and why they increased the budget, and what the expectations were as a result of increasing that budget for the club, for the players that are going to be out there on the field. That's good stuff. That is really, really good stuff right there. We've always known Andrew Vasiliadis to be pretty competitive as a former player, as a coach, as somebody with soccer in the blood. So he's obviously now saying, okay, good. Like, let's go. Let's, let's not talk about what we don't have. Here you go. We're going to give you what you want. Now we're going to turn it around out there. Yeah, going to the playoffs, that was a lot of fun. That was groundbreaking for the club. What's the next step? Let's get there. Here you go. Here are the resources. Get it done. One thing that came through loud and clear for me, and it's it's very common to get this reaction when you're talking to anyone with San Diego Loyal, when they talk about Tory Green, you can just see and hear the smile in that moment. Everyone is so happy that Tory Green is now available or is going to be available for this upcoming season. Had you told me, Taryn, a few years ago that we would be going into our third season, I probably would have like eight or nine SD Loyal jerseys hanging in my closet, wearing them, showcasing them, that I wouldn't have any Tory Green kits like not a single one of those eight are Tory Green are you kidding me but I'm very excited for that to change and it's very common you could talk to Andrew Vasiliadis or you can talk to anyone else whether it's the president whether it's someone in sales whether it's someone who is on the coaching staff these players everyone is looking forward to Tory Green Absolutely. And part of that is the part the partnership now with Charlie. The one detail that Andrew shared with us that I hadn't realized is that other clubs in the United States had pushed to partner up with Charlie. Charlie had said, this is what makes most sense for us. Who knows what all the different circumstances were with the different clubs, Jordan, but to have a uh, apparel company like Charlie say, when we go there, we're going to make sure that it's done right. San Diego Loyal, you feel right to us. We want you to represent Charlie in the United States. What an incredible compliment for the way business is being managed around here. Yeah, we, we also created the perfect scene. I think the perfect night for you and I for episode two of this podcast where Austin Guerrero will be cooking dinner for the show and Alejandro Guido will be supplying the wine 
and Sal Zizo will go ahead and babysit all the kids that need to be babysat during that night. Not bad. Not bad. I guess Sal has uh, has quite the reputation. Father of the year around San Diego Loyal for the past couple of seasons as well. Hopefully, we still see Sal around the club, not just babysitting Andrew's kids. So I thought Andrew did a really good job explaining what he's looking forward to most for the upcoming year. Darren, how about you? What, what are you looking forward to most in 2022? Well, I think selfishly, I'm, I'm looking forward to attending, starting with the home opener on March 12th against LA Galaxy 2. I'm, I'm looking forward to attending more matches as a fan and purely as a fan. We had a lot of fun, took a lot of liberties on Match Day Live, especially for the post-match show, right? We were the Buena Vesa social club. It was open for business. But I'm looking forward to getting in, watching, enjoying as a fan, going sitting in the supporter section. Congratulations, Chavos de Loyo, for being recognized as the second official supporters group with uh, SD Loyal. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to no interruption right season one one match at home pandemic boom rest of the matches 16 game schedule behind closed doors second season a little bit of a you know slow start because of circumstances fingers crossed jordan we are completely uninhibited in our third season here in 2022 full slate of games half at torero stadium plus the addition of the u.s open cup i think for me that's that's what that looks like. What we all thought it was going to be a couple of years ago. Now here in season number three, we get to realize that. No doubt about it. All right. Episode one in the books, sdloyal.com slash tickets for more. You can get some preseason tickets, season tickets, regular season tickets. Buy the tickets, sdloyal.com slash tickets. Darren, a pleasure hosting episode one with you. We'll talk to you again next week.